All right, babe, here we go. Wow, I'm so happy to bring you this incredible transmission coaching call conversation with Ember. And it is just an honor to share this with you because there is such a potency in this that will uh, put put your give you chills. I hope that this <laughs> give you chills just the way you gave me on so many occasions throughout this call. Ooh, because this is about holding a vision that feels really big. Like, how am I going to do this kind of big? And the journey of being guided by that and devoting one's life to that. And that is all I'm going to say for now. So here it is, and I'll see you on the other side. And hello, hello. How are you doing? Hi, I'm good. It's good to be here with you. And I was reading what you shared as your intention for this call. So I'm just going to hand it over to you and just let you speak into that. If it shifted, whatever's present right now. Mm, yeah. Okay. Well, I'm presently coming off of a night shift. And so feeling that kind of like delirious and excited mm. energy of like, wow, this is so incredible that I got to catch babies all night. And also, oh my like, gosh. <laughs> and also like, oh my God, like, how is this sustainable? And how do I honor my own body and the fact that it's crazy to be up all night and you know oh you're kind of cutting out a little bit i'm wondering if that'll just fix itself in a moment or um better yeah maybe let's continue let's see uh what did you what did you say after wondering if it's sustainable and honoring your own body yeah, just like I know that I'm called to do this for a long time and to do so much more. And it's just like I want to do it in a way that's really supportive and of myself as well, you know, and like sustainable for my physical body and my relationships and just finding a way to hold all of that uh, yeah, wow. Um, you shared in um, in the intake form that you're going to be on call 24-7 through December to May. Mm-hmm, yeah. And what, <laughs> what do other people that have done that say that that looks like? Well, honestly, I don't know anyone else who has done that. Like, I mean, no one's on call 24-7 for that long. Um kind of being put through this crucible because in this nurse midwifery program I'm the first one to ever leave the hospital for my training and they're kind of insane that um I don't know that's the agreement is that I'll just constantly be available for any potential opportunity which means you know how do I like 
fully relax and fully mm-hmm. chill and take my own time and also fully be like ready to go at yeah. any moment and ready to like really show up for someone else fully and you know be in a space for all of that at once <laughs> Oh my gosh, a hundred percent. So first of all, just hats off to midwives and really just first responders and people who are on call in such a way, just huge honor and gratitude. And there's kind of two paths that I see here. Well, well, one of, one of the kind of silly fast answers is, well, you're going to get to become an expert at embodiment and at this, this balance of, I'm so deeply in myself and I'm so deeply resting and then I'm immediately available and here for you and this kind of shifting. And it actually it's, it's pretty shamanic. Um, like when I was reading and I, and I think these states of kind of sleep, uh, the sleep cycle being different is going to, you know, like you're saying, this kind of state that perhaps you're in right now is going to allow you to tap into some of these realms and, uh, just kind of feels feels pertinent to share here. I was reading Carlos Castaneda like years ago, and there was this passage that stuck with me ever since. And I have some practices around that actually, where um, it's described that Carlos Castaneda would, uh, or sorry, Don Juan would kind of, so he's this Weechal shaman, I believe I remember that right. And he would just appear to be sleeping like he would appear to be in the deepest rest ever like completely just gone super deep sleep and then if someone would say something or something would happen like he would just he would either like catch an object or like be up or be speaking as if he wasn't out of in that deep rest so I almost see this kind of thing happening for you potentially here (laughs) yeah um yeah, so it's going to be this practice because also on call, like we don't know when the next call comes and it could be this nervous system thing that's the nervous system is on alert, on alert, even though that's like three hours where there was no call, but the yeah. nervous system felt like there would be any second. Mm-hmm. So it's this huge nervous system repatterning of super deep trust and spirit in divine timing, in the moment. And really it's almost like sucking the juice out of every single minute because it's like, what if this is my minute for deep rest? What if this is my my minute for deep connection? And what if I had a really deep practice in this one minute and the next minute and the next minute, and oh my gosh, it's been three hours. Um, How is this landing? Yeah, totally resonates. I feel like you get what I'm saying. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't, you know, I don't really know how frequent or how much other support, how many other team members you're going to have. You know, how does that look? Are you the only one? Is there other people? Yeah, I'm going to be on call with a midwife that I'm training with. Um, But yeah, I I feel like there's... um, yeah, it, it's hard to feel like I can reach out for support to anyone who's like not a full-time midwife because mm-hmm. or or in a really similar position because it feels like um, the people that I generally feel like I relate with a lot like just kind of flow and don't want to schedule things and like mm. just have no idea like what I'm 
doing and like what and 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 as you know like i'm doing this all in service to this birth center vision that's really going to take a whole like really dedicated team so part of me has been feeling kind of anxious about like like where is everyone like i literally can't do this anymore on my own like do people understand why and what i'm doing and like is anyone else like um like, I don't know, like, how do I take these steps in a way that feels like we really are doing it together rather than like, I got to trudge through this on my own and no one has any idea how intense it is. And then someday we'll all hang out and I won't even be able to talk about it, you know? Like, mm. And is that kind of, um, is that the desire to just speak about your current experience or to speak about the birth center vision that's coming? I mean, I don't know. I feel like I want to talk more about that with you because mm -hmm. that's like what originally drew me to work with you and to, you know, start nursing school again and all these things because it's like as much as I want to just be present with each moment and each day, like I would not be doing this at all if it weren't for that like mm -hmm. trust and knowingness of that future and then sometimes I feel like well yeah like how do I keep that inspiring and tangible and feeling like like nurturing me instead of like um oh god like no one in this realm like none of my colleagues get it or want to do it and it's too radical and what if I'm just like delusional about all of this and have to just like have this like, you know, hard 24-7 um, like busy schedule, which is like the opposite of what I want. Like I went into yeah. the field knowing that, you know, like the way my mom had her private practice as an OB and like was never was always stressed, was always on call, like couldn't really yeah. have to with her babies. Like that's so like deeply like the worst, I, not even the worst, but it's just like, just like I have promised to myself that I will find a way to not do that. And yet wow. I'm called to this career that like demands a lot of me. And yet like the most important thing to me is like my joy and my relationships and just like enjoying the planet and creating beautiful spaces and chill spaces for us all to just like bask in life and that seems right now like a whole nother world or another paradigm from like what i'm going through and like the training that is somehow asked of me to get there you know mm. wow so incredible and just really feel this uh maternal lineage that you're weaving and reweaving and so tell me in may what does what does it look like after may is there a possibility that the on-call life continues what's going on from mm -hmm. then yeah well i i'm kind of just gonna see where i get my first job and trust that um but i'm I'm intending to work for a really awesome birthing center where I have like a schedule so I can know when I'm off and like totally do other things. Yeah. Um, and, you know, to do that for a little while, maybe a year, um, like at least a year. 
but then you know like the those who have come before on this path are like you're gonna need at least five years of lots and lots of busy hospital experience before you can even think about going out on your own or whatever and i'm like that is just an old story that i just i can't live i i just that's not true for me like i want to work at a birth center learn how that goes and then you know collaborate with other midwives other physicians and like figure out a way to serve people wherever they're at wherever they're most comfortable wherever's you know safe and good for them which means you know I can like travel between the worlds and go to different settings but I really want to be out of the hospital because I really want to you know create a space for people that it feels like in the hospital it's just like battling this big robot and i'm like okay i don't, mm. don't want to fight i just want to like have a cozy space to like let this happen in peace you know yeah a hundred percent okay so what i'm hearing is in may you're done with this particular part of the training and you're on to paid schedule work mm -hmm. okay yeah. so really also then then we're looking at this six month stretch so we're recording this in november um, so December through May, this six month stretch of on call. And I would look at that and even kind of like, I don't know, I might even vision board what May looks like, just like springtime and this beautiful place where you're emerging into the springtime of your career and this kind of gorgeous experience of how do you want to walk out of this in May? How do you want to look, feel? How do you want your health to be? Um, how do you want your level of joy and inspiration to be? And have that as this North Star throughout these six months where there's, you know, going to be, they're just their own challenges and evolution. So, mm -hmm. and almost kind of just, I don't want to, I don't want to say like, okay, I want to use the word hunker down to the commitment of this while, and this is just my personal, what I stand for is being able to negotiate, renegotiate, and potentially um, say no what, when certain things come up that we originally committed to, but then look like they're either harming us or harming our health in any way. So just kind of also knowing that, well, I mean, other women have been through this before you. Unfortunately, the medical system is this like really strange, non-human body rhythm thing where it's like, yeah, be on call for six months. And that might look like 48, 72 hour shifts. I don't know if your particular line of work looks like that, mm -hmm. but it's super not, you know, hormonally balanced and life balanced. And is this something that you wish to just like experience and get into for these six months through May? Is that mm -hmm. something that you're committed to and devoted to? Yeah. Yeah, okay. definitely. And I guess like, yeah, it is going to be a big leap in in the spring and beyond, especially when I go from like working for someone to starting this, um, you know, like founding this place or this kind of like birthing home, um, which, as you know, is like, that's just like step one of this like whole community and like hospice hospital vision and so mm -hmm. it's like so it's like on the one hand 
I don't want to like rush that. But on the other hand, I've been feeling this like urgency of like, mm. you got to leap. You just got to leap into it. Like no one's doing it. No one's going to show you the way. No one's going to yes. hire you to do it. Like you just are supposed to do it and like trust that all the support will arrive as you keep like stepping that way like as if it's happening like just step yes the yes <laughs> and so oh my gosh just massive chills throughout my body as you say this absolutely stepping that way knowing that it's happening and I don't remember exactly how long we've known each other and I know that I mean it's probably maybe at least two years and you have had this vision and this knowing this whole time. Like this is your work in the world. This is your vision. This is your project. And I see you taking those steps, knowing that this is happening. So something that I've been sharing on these calls with women who are just like, this is my work. It keeps calling me back. There is a trust in that, that we get to have just, if this is given to me, if I have this urgency, that's telling me to leave, telling me to trust well, then I know it's happening. Then I know that I know that this is becoming a reality. The center lives. It already exists in the quantum field. It's already here. So there's no part of me that gets to um, like settle in to any doubt that comes by, which I don't think is even happening because the calling is so strong. But just anytime there's a hiccup, anytime there's a challenge, it it's almost like, well, I'll just navigate this and it quote unquote doesn't matter because the center is happening. So it's, yeah, like it's almost like, well, my job is just to continue leaping. And so there's almost like a meandering path to the center and there's just a more direct path to the center. And that's, that's made decision by decision. So it's, it's almost like at every decision you are in communion with the spirit of the center and versus the the spirit, or is it even a spirit, the the energy, the entity of the programming of how things are and put in your years and do X, Y, Z in order to, um, so trusting that vision and living that vision, which you are, uh, and, and seeing that in May, you know, in these six months, you might be connected with people. You might, you're going to have inspirations. You're going to have ideas even in that liminal phase of being on call and in between calls, there's going to be very special space opened up, even in your devotion to this work, your physical, spiritual, emotional devotion that you're going into on a whole nother level right now in these six months. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. One thing that I, keeps coming up as you're saying this, well, actually, I think we first talked about this like four or five years ago. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And honestly, I've had a lot of moments where I'm like my it's like my human self is like, this is just too much. Like you should really give up. And then mm. <laughs> and then um, it, I find that really sad, you know, and then the moments where I'm just like letting myself be fueled and just like driving to the shift feeling like oh my god I'm doing like I'm I'm gonna do this like I'm, it's all happening like I just it's like this inexplicable kind of joy it's like beyond happiness it's like wow. okay like this is what I need to do on the planet like this is just what I oh. and like and then but but what keeps coming up is like I, I guess because of just like where I'm at 
where like I'm almost working independently and it's a huge responsibility and there's a lot at stake to be really independent as a midwife. And so my people, my, the midwives who are training me are very, um, very like harsh on me. I feel like it's just like the way they were trained and the way they think they need to be to like, let me know how big of a responsibility this all is. <clears throat> but they're very harsh and like, especially since I found this way to go into home birth and like change this whole school system, they're like, um, I don't know, it feels like they're being harder on me. And every time I have this like little bud of confidence, like starting to blossom, they'll just like tell me things that, that really tear me down. Like, um, mm. that really like almost stomp out that confidence or make me feel like, like doubt myself, like, Oh, like, why should I be this confident? I haven't, you know, they don't, I haven't proved myself to them and I, I need to, to pass. So like, what if I don't pass and like, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, it's just like, what if something happens and it's blamed on me? Like, there's just so much of that that comes in, in this kind of work that mm -hmm. I'm wondering if you have any insight into how to kind of like steer clear of all of that. It, it's almost like, just like these, yeah, thought forms, like trying to like topple on me and I'm just trying to like keep driving with confidence and clarity, you know? Wow. So much love and respect for you. And thank you so much for sharing this. And that's so powerful and what you're speaking about. And I love that you use the term thought forms and yeah, this truly is that it's the thought form of what if, what if, you know, so in one sense, there's the very beneficial knowing of the beautiful co-creation responsibility of, of new life that you are, that you are participating in with, with these women uh, that are giving birth and just the reality of knowing your work, doing, doing the work in the best way possible. And that's, you know, those are realities that we continuously get better at throughout our life. And then there are these thought forms, these programs, these almost like little demons of pressure and judgment and uh, tearing someone down and almost like a hazing culture of like, well, can you handle this much emotional abuse? And if you can, then you get to, um, then you get to be a, a medical practitioner out in the world. And I think, you know, we see this a lot with doctors who have gone, I've heard of this kind of experience in, in medical school. And so the heart, that heart that we go in with is potentially chipped away at or lost or just like tarnished. And it sounds like, and yeah. Yeah. And it sounds like you have a very powerful spirit of this vision that is going to basically protect you and keep you safe and keep your heart there. So you can almost use these experiences with these midwives and the way they speak, what they speak about, the way they say things. I almost see you like keeping notes throughout your practice of this is how she said it. And this is how I would say it. This is how I will teach my people, or this is how I will do this. And, mm. um, almost like Jedi seeing through them to the pain that, you know, and you are doing this, like that's how they were taught. And while just keeping that vision of, of the, 
like, first of all, you're keeping the vision of the center and that vision is keeping you. And it becomes almost like this talisman energy that we reach for in order to infuse us with, with power. Um, and then of course, energy clearing definitely comes to mind, having some practice of, let's say it's your moment where you're not interacting with them, you're not on call and kind of just returning any practice that will return you. Um, and also just wanting to say that there is a, yeah, you're on this very sacred mission and there's going to be these demons that come out with their swords and can you pass us? And like, what if you can't? And you just keep on moving in that direction, even though you got like cut and you're bleeding and you got to like take a moment to heal that emotionally, energetically, um, you know that you're making it to the final stage. Mm. Wow. Yeah. That's so powerful. <sighs> I see like your huge heart and your huge devotion. And it's one of these things that you're going to be able to tell on the other side. Like, well, when I was in practice, when I had this six month call, like on call, this is how it was. And this is what happened. And this is how, what I learned. And I remember, and it's almost like when, when we're in a family and we're the ones that stops with that particular programming or pattern and, and we might be facing it because we're in that family and, you know, for you could choose to leave that said, maybe that won't help you reach your goal depending on your choices. So it's, if you are there, you're just looking at it as like, well, this kind of abuse or co communication style um, or this kind of teaching style stops with me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. And this kind of parenting too like why can't I just like wear my baby with me while I go to the birth yeah like, why not <laughs> like I mm. mean what if I had that kind of support you know what if we all did and mm. what if our babies did like that's the kind of world I want to be in so I'm just doing my best to imagine the ways in which we can just go from here to there, you know? Yeah, exactly. And that vision is that golden thread that you're going to navigate this time with. Um, I do want to ask, do you know about adaptogenic herbs? Mm, yeah, like ashwagandha. Yeah, like all sorts of medicinal mushrooms, adaptogenic herbs. That would be something that uh, for example, for just if I was going into a time of being on call or even like as a new mom, I like being awake, going to bed, like different times, different cycles, the same, like being on call, basically, which is actually an interesting way of thinking about it. It's almost like mom, yeah. um, yeah. adaptogenic herbs would be like my essential best friend. They just always have a mug of adaptogenic herb tea on hand yeah true for the adrenals for everything yeah that's been coming up a lot so <laughs> thank okay. you awesome um, yeah and like on this thread of just following that golden thread i'm so mm -hmm. curious what you see or how this could be possible from like the way you run your work and like your life is just like okay like Ugh, there's so much I feel like I feel like what I'm talking about here is like many different roles that eventually I, I could or would like 
hire a lot of other people for, you know, like I, I can't be in like that many roles at once, like midwife and manager and caretaker and whatever, you know, I mean, like marketing, like, um, billing, like, you know, there's just a lot of things and then like designing and creating and decorating and supplying and building and so like obviously there's I'm not gonna do all that but I kind of feel like it's been really hard for me to see myself in just one role like mm-hmm. I feel like I I'm supposed to like initiate something and then kind of like step back and kind of like oversee like the like in a more like almost like visionary like in my rocking chair just like yes like um (laughs) I don't know how to explain (laughs) I'm just like and then like when you picked up on like that I'll, I'll be like teaching future midwives like that's so intimidating to me that feels like a major like huge role but I also feel really very much like I want to do that and I feel like that is something that wants to come through me like I want to like give the kind of education that I wish like that I'm creating for myself and like piecing it all together in a way that's like just so potent and so like these are the kind of midwives I want to work with me you know and Mm -hmm. so and not to like overly like you know try to mold other people but like I feel like that is part of my role so I'm kind of wondering like how does this all happen in in half of a you know in in a lifetime or in like how do I like I kind of I'm like seeing myself like maybe I retire from being on call after just a few years because I'm just like there's so many other pieces of the puzzle I want to play with, you know what I mean? And I I don't know. But then I'm like, is that a waste of all of this to like not do it for decades? Or I'm curious what comes through for you on that. Like, I think these are amazing questions that are going to support you in figuring this out as you walk it. So it's almost like having this, um, this body of water or like almost a, like a swamp in the most beautiful sense where we're like, how do I cross this? And I have this log I'm walking on and maybe I'll go to that one next, but we don't really know exactly how we're going to make it across, but we just keep on walking and go uh, in the way that it's leading us. And our, our work leads us. So even this part of this teaching, um, I think that that, that will happen naturally because that you will be guided into that or people will start asking you or you will uh, find that as you build this center, you wish that your midwives knew this or practiced in this way. And you're going to, you know, have a meeting about that, have a class about that is going to happen naturally versus like another thing on the plate, another thing we got to do. And in, in terms of, let me see. So there was something that, that you asked Can you say that last part of your question again, if you recall it? Mm, Yeah, I guess like, am I supposed to be? Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, am I going from one role to another? Or is there a way to kind of like, sit back and hold this like, 
kind of role that encompasses a lot of the vision. You know what I mean? Or which do you want? I have an inkling, but which do you want? I mean, I kind of like find comfort in having like a focus and a simple task at hand, but I also just feel like I it is expansive. It is like many roles and many facets at once. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do feel that, for example, if I if I feel into this vision of how the center is when it's um when it's just going and rolling, I see you you know, having your day begin and you come in and maybe you want to be at this birth. Maybe you have a relationship with this woman. You want to be at her birth and here you are. And you're like, Hey, you know, let me, let me be here to, to your support team. And you're there. And then from there you go and you're like, yeah, that marketing looks good for the day. I think I would tweak this and I'd love for that to come out. And then you have the people that are in charge of that, but it is your garden and you get to attend to each part of it in your way, in your system, in your joy, and also step back and look at the whole thing, really living and breathing on its own. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in terms of being on call forever, like does on call, does that bring us joy? Or is it more like, well, I want to attend at births. I want to be there for births. And I don't want to um, do it in such a way that kind of uh, doesn't allow me to have a full sleep cycle. So mm-hmm. It's not like we have to choose and be like, well, now I'm just here. We, I see you um, initiating this, building the teams around this, uh, really becoming a powerful, heart-centered leader, holder of this, and then actually playing the role that you're inspired to play at any one point, which could evolve as you build it, evolve as your leadership skills shift. Um and it really that gets to just be that joy compass. But for now, it's kind of like these six months, then whatever's next, whatever's next. But meanwhile, you are doing that deep dive over and over again into trusting the vision, trusting yourself and bringing whatever piece is asking you be, to be brought next. How is that landing? Yeah, it totally makes sense. I'm noticing a lot of like, uh a lot of feels around when you mentioned like the word leader, becoming a leader, mm-hmm. having a position of leadership, which like, I don't know why it's, I feel like that's a whole nother thing that I'm really needing to like reimagine. Like I'm going to do leadership in a different way than I've seen it being done because, and even like saying like your garden, I'm like, well, yeah, like maybe I'll plant the seeds, but everybody can eat whatever they want, whenever they want. It's all earth shared. And like it is, it's all abundant and we share this planet and it's not me. But at the same time, like, yeah, I'm going to invest and I'm investing my life, everything I've got to this. Mm. And like I am going to be a founder that um is gonna have a position of power and leadership and so like coming to terms with that feels really big for me like how do I do that in a way where I can actually just be proud of myself in that way and like be like yeah wow like people want my direction and my my you know my wisdom or whatever like people want to like want me to show this way like I'm like um whatever also like a manifester in human design and just like 
reading about that, I'm like, oh my God, like I do have this vision and I do want to just like initiate it and have people be like, oh my God, I'm so excited to follow your lead because these are actually like you're helping to bring into form what I've been wanting to and what I've been mm -hmm. needing to. And so it's like, I want to feel good about that. I want to feel like, cool, I'm going to be an awesome kind of leader. Like, but part of me just immediately comes to like, oh God, like that's so like, like, I don't know, like what if that's just unfair, like that I can just choose when I'm on call and I can, um, you know, maybe like have um, more of the revenue coming back to me than the other people on staff. Like how is, like, there's this whole thing about like, how do I do this in a way that really feels fair and like equal or whatever, equitable to everyone. And um, otherwise, like, I would just feel I don't know, like, I want to use that power in a, in a really, like, loving way where everyone feels mm. respected, but I'm also, like, honoring, like, yeah, I have put more into this, and so, like, it's, I'm gonna have a different, different kind of role here, you know what I mean? Absolutely, and these questions are going to be your guiding light as you keep asking these questions and you keep brainstorming around this, and I even see you, um, you know, whenever it is that you have that little bit of spare time going for a leadership training just to see, hey, what are they teaching here? What can I glean here? How can I do this? What can I do there? Just kind of like imbibing these little bits and pieces. And um, it's so interesting. I watched a video the other day about this kind of um, equality when something is built. And uh, it carried an interesting concept that was basically, well, since like you are creating this vision, you are creating this center and without you creating it, it wouldn't exist for others to come drink at. So because your, your values are so integrous and so loving, you get to trust that. And it's not that everybody has to have an absolute equal piece of the pie, no matter what there's certain different roles that carry different exchanges. And as a builder, uh, as an, as a founder, I like that word as you were using it as a founder, you get to select that. And even within that, there's a certain kind of leadership and self-responsibility and also handing others the responsibility to say, Hey, this is a role that I've designed. This is the exchange for you to come and give your time and your skills inside this role. Um, would you like it? Would you like to be hired in this way or participate in this way? And, you know, being open to feedback and being open to um, continuing to enhance the ecosystem while also uh, while also clearing the any fears around um, stifle uh, any fears around kind of like cutting oneself short so that so that like in case we don't step on toes versus just continuing to cultivate that personal power, ask these kinds of questions, continuing to clear beliefs, continuing to find um, leaders and models and ecosystems that look and feel the way you want them to feel. And of course, there's always going to be that tweak that creates it in the way that you choose. So I love mm -hmm. it because every time that we come into these conversations, I love how far out your vision goes and there's this thing of like, but 
you know, when all of this is happening, I want to make sure it's fair and I'm entering this particular thing in a couple of weeks. So I love the vastness of your, just your breadth and your span of all of this and how you're attending and asking these questions across the board already today. Because again, like these questions are, you know, as we ask questions, they yield answers and the better questions we ask, the better answers we receive. And you're asking some really good questions. Mm, yeah. Thanks. I mean, yeah. Another big question is like, not just like, we'll figure it out amongst like the core team or the staff, but then it's like, how do we make this accessible and um, equitable in like the populations, the communities, the larger like cities or whatever that we're amongst, you know, like right now, like this kind of care might cost a lot of money and not be covered by insurance. So like, how do we make sure it's not just um, rich white people that can have, you know, like this kind of care that I really see, like, I mean, honestly, though, the vision is that this inspires and like ignites centers and communities like this all over the world. And that yes. it just becomes the new norm. It becomes the new healthcare system, like, um, and, I I know that's like I I really feel like that's coming and yet you know maybe not all in this lifetime but it's like oh my god how to just look past the demons like you were saying it's like mm. the insurance companies are like these big scary monsters like no you will never make any money and no one can have good care and it's like just like looking them in the eyes with love and being like I know you just you want to help people too you just want to be loved too you just want to be cared for too let's mm. all just care for each other you know like like when we hit the bottom of the well we're gonna realize that this is all that matters and you know like when the and and I don't want us to have to get to that point but I feel like we already have and we're already realizing how anyway so like it is really big and so I think that's why it feels really daunting and um especially when I'm like how do I find the team that is going to be really dedicated to this when when people are just like very much you know um in their own like managing their own lives. Like we're not used to thinking so much as a collective. I feel like we've been trained out of that. We've been well, and here's, yeah. I love what you're saying. It's so powerful. And here's that piece of the leader because the leader carries the vision, goes first in the sense of likely fights more demons than their team, likely faces more than their team and has their team for support and reference. So I really see that uh, visionary leadership that you are in, even right now with no quote unquote team, you are in visionary leadership, even just simply holding this, this view of this center, the world, other centers like this all over the, the access to care, all of these pieces, you're already in leadership and you are just going to go through more territory in your journey. Um, and to find those people, well, first of all, we start at, so the, so like that question I would shift to instead of saying, well, when, when so many people are not this way, 
I would say, okay, where are my people that are? Where are my soul team? Where are the founding team that I'm going to begin this with? Where's that first person that's going to be my designer? Where's mm-hmm. that first person that's going to be this or that? And really just kind of putting that out in the universe because also we give so much back to spirit, to God and say, well, I don't know where these people are. I'm not going to go knocking on doors and being like, are you it? Bring them to me. That part I release to you, right? So also looking and saying, well, this is what I require. This is what I want. This is what I'm calling in. It's out there because this vision is on my heart for years and I'm going to keep, you know, doing my walk and I'm doing it right here. Meanwhile, you know, I'm, I'm sending out the call energetically, bring them to me. And I think also it's going to be really beneficial because of the, uh, grandioseness of this in the best and most amazing sense is having those six month visions. So for example, at the end of these six months, what does it feel like? What does it look like? Um, where is it that we are? And like, you know, for example, May, well, it's like, well, we've got the, uh, the experience we're coming out, um, inspired. We've learned so much. We've taken notes or maybe not, or whatever it might be. Okay, great. What are the next six months? Where is it that, um, and, and this is in dialogue with the vision and dialogue with that, uh, what you mentioned in the beginning of like, I'm being asked to leap I'm being asked to trust. So if I was really leaping and trusting, where is it that I could be? Where is it that I might be? Who is it that I might call into my space six months from now? Where is it that uh, my time is being devoted to at that point? So breaking it down and maybe six months is not the timeline. Maybe it's a different type of uh, time scale, um, mm-hmm. but just kind of going in these, in these steps. And even if we're not completely uh, touching into that, particularly at that six months, but it's just a North star to kind of, okay, well, we're moving towards this. Yeah, definitely. That makes sense. And um, I feel like I want to kind of like tie this all in, but kind of like just bringing it into my body because I get so much in my head about this big vision in the future. And then when I just feel into my body while you're talking, I'm like, oh my God, like, almost like turned on (laughs) like just Mm -hmm. like not in even like just in like a really lit up way like when I'm in nature and I'm like oh wow it's just such a luscious planet and like I'm feeling that right now which is really cool because when I you know when I don't let myself go long term and I'm just like how do I get through the next two months it's like Mm -hmm. feels almost like sickening and just like depleting but then when Mm -hmm. I like there's like something underneath that right that's like fueling me to do this that's like just this like fire it's so lit up and it's like oh how to just like let that kind of like simmer and just like feel good like keep me warm keep me juicy you know like keep me like wanting to you know, like, keep the fire kindled even when, like, the present moment reality is um, not what my body wants to feel or do, you know? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Well, so this sensation that you're having now, and you also described it when you said when you're driving to these calls and, 
like this beyond happiness sensation. And I could say that I understand what you mean. And I experienced that with my work as well. And in those moments, in this moment, letting it completely get as deep and intense and wide as it wants to, um, those moments are precious. Those moments were really connected in. So uh, whether it's deep breaths and really just moving it all through and just moving your spine and opening your arms and shoulders and inhaling it and kind of packing it into every cell, if you will. Um, sometimes what I really love or what, what almost like has to happen in my body is I'll just like squeal really loud and <laughs> good gratitude and happiness. Um, and in terms of we may not feel that in every single hour, especially when our body is being challenged or someone is trying to use, you know, negative reinforcement in their teaching. And it just, we may not always have tangible access to it. That said, again, such a good question of how do I feel that? Well, the first thing would I would say would be just as we're going into the body to feel the bliss and let it run through going into the body and say, what is it that I need right now? And it could be as simple as I need to change my posture, my position. I need to go in the other room, have a glass of water, sit down, whatever it is, just even such a micro shift. Um, and it could also be like, for me, it could be putting on a hand on heart, hand on tummy, and almost like calling in reinforcements, calling in that protection, that energy protection, like almost the angel of your vision, uh, or also the you that is living and hosting and running that center right now. She is having a memory mm -hmm. of you. You're going to be at that point. I have no doubt about that. And you're going to look back on this time. What would she tell you? What would she say? And feeling her, feeling that thread through all the rooms you're going to walk into, all the babies you're going to catch, all the ways and all the things and all that, and her. And that golden thread in between you two and filling up with her knowing of, babe, we made it through all of that. Yeah. Yeah, it feels really important to just imagine and connect with that future self for sure. It's almost like a now self even. Like there's just such a strong knowing I mean, we're, we're on the ride and we're at a certain point of the roller coaster and the whole roller coaster exists. And we're like on that one ride. Um, you're so blessed because you are connected with your vision. You're connected with your mission. And that gives you the medicine and the strength and the inspiration. And even though those low moments might happen, we might experience them. We just, we know that they shift and within them, our job is just to be as present as possible. Again, let the energy run through, make any shifts we need to make and also not make ourselves wrong for, um, for that moment, thinking that we have lost contact with the fire and the Kindle, um, True. knowing that it comes back, just writing it out, having that glass of water and just, you know, sitting, breathing, laying down doing a little micro practice, whatever you enjoy, but also knowing that um, I'm on path. Yeah. Yeah, it's so true. <laughs> like, <laughs> it feels so good to hear you affirm it because sometimes I'm just like, is this delusional? I'm like, 
imagining this part of me that's so solid and knows it's happening and has already done it and is just like basking in how awesome it is and then I'm like am I delusional because like why would I think that like I'm just here you know like I don't know that's just another manifestation of that um little demon energy of just like hey you're delusional is this really possible why don't you just give up and yeah, um, or just like you know like and yeah, like you're in the middle of an apocalypse. It's probably gonna all go to shit. <laughs> and I'm like, no, we're here for the like. We are the rebirth. Like, yes. And then, and then like when I watch women birth, and I'm just like, oh my god, like it's just happening. It's coming through you. You don't think you can do it, but you're doing it. It's like that. <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <sighs> Yeah. Wow. Truly, you're so powerful and you're so blessed by the strength of this vision. Mm -hmm. And even though sometimes it's a burden, it's also the, the connection thread that you can trust. And that already has done so much of the, of the bringing you back, right? All through these moments, how many moments has there been that doubt or that pain or whatever it is? And then we're still here. Like you said, four or five years later, it's not going anywhere. It's happening. And with the apocalypse, like this is it. This is the apocalypse into the birth and death centers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 So with this massive amount of power and I just like in this call, I just have um, like my hair standing on end and tears in my eyes and just my heart completely just like blowing open, um, just alternating between these. And as we start to come to the end of our time together, I want to ground this in and ask if there's any pieces that want to be spoken into any other questions um any other pieces of requests or anything else mm. wow i was actually going to ask you if you feel like there's anything else there but then what just came up was um thinking about my partner and partners and like how I feel like we're coming into this time of, um, you know, like realizing and well, I don't know, just like how to be a powerful woman and like a leader of a vision and not and, and to like really honor the man beside you as mm -hmm. like, I feel like that's a very like inherently kind of almost um like I've noticed in moments where it seems like it might almost be like upsetting or like almost emasculating to my partner that I have such a clear vision and I'm like this is what we have to do like just follow my lead and he's like <laughs> okay but I'm supposed to do that I'm supposed to provide and like figure out where we go and um and he also has such an incredible vision. And of course, they're so aligned. But it's like, how I, I almost notice myself like wanting to like, step back a little bit. So I'm not like, 
in front of him the way that historically it's like oh behind every great man there's a woman somewhere you know like I don't want to I want us to like you know what I mean like to not feel I don't like I, I think it's just people in general like how do I really be in my power and not feel like that in at all like um you know takes the spotlight away from their shine and their you know their clarity and from their clarity we can see how we weave together you know Mm, oh my gosh there's so much here like so many facets to this diamond so much here thank you for asking this and um that moment where you were like well it's actually could be all people in general um <laughs> oh wow um hmm. so immediately just as soon as you even started this question what came through was let them see you in your brilliance so that is one of these pieces of you get to be seen in your brilliance that doesn't take away shine or take away clarity for another if it only truly inspires and models somebody living so much in that heart vision of your life's mission. On the other hand, I'm curious about this piece where you said um, that he also has a vision, uh, they're connected, and then you're saying, follow me, this is what we have to do. Like in that moment, what is it that you are saying we or you as a unit have to do, quote unquote? Mm. I guess the big thing is about like, you know, like a really big fundamental decision is like, where are we going to move to mm. this? Like, where are we going to live and buy a house together? And it's like, he's very much supportive and understanding of like, your career is really important. We need to go wherever it makes sense for you to launch this career and the center eventually. Um, and he wants to support that. But at the same time, I'm like, I kind of want to be like submissive to my, you know, partner who's like, not submissive, but like, I kind of want him to have the crystal clarity of like, we are mm. going to go here. Because cause I'm so like, oh, my God, I can see all these possibilities, like, you know, just show me the way. <laughs> and so um, I feel like if we're both kind of like going back and forth in those states, like how to kind of like really, I don't know. Does that make sense? It it does. And so beautiful. Um, so what I hear is that he is... Uh, giving you that devotion and he's leading into your vision and he's saying I hear what that you have this strong powerful desire and I'm here to make this uh, to support you to support the vision and being the most glorious it can be um, that side of so what part of you is it that kind of wants his him to kind of put the pin in the map is it that you want him to make the final decision or you want him to to pick the geographical spot overall, just on mm. his own completely. No, I just like, I want him to like, also tune in and like, have that clarity with me. Like, and okay, and like, I feel like he kind of, we kind of have, like, we both feel the same or similar places. But now as I'm saying it, I'm like, maybe it's more really like my desire for god to just make this yes. all really obvious and be like i am placing you here and you have to trust me because i got you like mm, my god so powerful 
um, and God gets to speak through you and through him and through your union. Um, if it's like that, you know, I would also play with saying, Hey, I'm thinking between a, B and C, these are my desires. And I'm feeling like I'd like some guidance and reflection from you on you knowing me, you knowing us, you knowing the vision, you also feeling into our future between a, B and C what, where is it that you, so almost like narrowing down the choices and saying, I really love these. I'm guided to these. And I'd love that support, um, in honing it down even further with your wisdom. Mm -hmm. So how does that feel? Yeah. And also like, where do you feel like would be supportive for your career blossoming and like, you know, like, I really want it to be, um, yeah, I guess it all comes back to, like, how to really be, like, in that, like, creator mode, but, like, really co-creating and, like, really um, in that space of, like, being led and leading at the same time kind of thing. Yeah. Oh, this is so like, juicy. Yeah, I feel like that's what's been happening, but... um yeah sometimes I trip up on like going back and forth or you know yeah well it also sounds like a lot of trust and just um you know stating very clearly your intentions your desires your wishes um for him but also trusting that if there's something where he really needs to make a move for his career that you know he's not going to put himself on the back burner that he's going to powerfully lead himself and yeah. um you know co-lead your union as well. So, you know, if we're kind of like, well, I need you to pick between my top two choices and I don't give a shit about yours. Um, you know, and I don't think that's happening. Yeah. Um, you know, I think you're selecting something or, or saying like, wow, I'm being called here and I'm also putting, so again, it's almost like giving responsibility into him, um, trusting him to also have his own back as well. And knowing that we're not coercing because what can happen is that we actually we want to receive but then we um we talk ourselves or the experience out of it so it's almost like well i'd love you to um bring me flowers but only if it really works for you but are you sure are you even beside the flower store do you even mm. have the cash in your wallet like i don't know actually never mind mm. yeah so it's yeah so I really i'm like <laughs> i'm like but only if you really want to get me flowers <laughs> Yeah, well, so with the place as well, it's, you know, so we state our desire, we state our excitement, we let that brilliance be seen. And then we also trust that the other person is deeply self-responsible and devoted and in action mode around that. And that, you know, in that, in that mm -hmm. sense, we also let go of a lot of control around, around mm -hmm. that, um, while also knowing that you're, you're personally between you and God, you know, you are leading your life and you'll know if some decision is being made completely erroneously or off base. I don't, that doesn't sound like it's happening either. So if there is that desire to kind of feel that potency, um, I think these are some starting points for that. Yeah. And just one thing that really popped out when you're saying that is like, I feel like in my mind right now, I'm kind of associating leading and taking these actions and 
you know, being an initiator as like giving and like a giving energy. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, okay, how do I balance that with receiving and being really receptive and just like letting people make decisions and guide me and you know what I mean? Like, and fill me up too. And like, yeah, what I mean, like love on me as much as I want to love on them. Like how do I tell both of that out, all of that at once or. We allow ourselves to be filled up, i.e. penetrated, our soul, our energy penetrated by the love that we receive, even in the most like smallest spark. So for example, like penetrated by, we just, let's, let's kind of speak about our partner, but this is happening, you know, with the flower that we see, we're like penetrated by the beauty of this flower. Um, But from our partner, it's like, wow, I'm, you know, if there's something that they're doing or somehow that they're showing up, we just let ourselves, let ourselves fully receive, fill up. I love that word, fill up, um, be entered by this action, whether it's someone just like bringing us a, you know, a cup of water, a cup of coffee, um, you know, our favorite blanket or whatever, just like the smallest action to really just, oh yeah, it's like, thank you. I'm receiving this love and I'm showing and also radiating that love out. Um, because there's, you know, when we're focusing on like, are you leading where we're going to live? We might miss all these other moments of to receive him, to receive him in his love, to receive him in his expression. That might just be, you know, that he's driving us to like the breakfast place or whatever it might be. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so just almost like this hands off, lean back. What am I receiving? I think that's a really cool question too. Of just in this moment, what am I receiving? Ooh, I'm receiving this soft bed, and I love these sheets and this soft bed, and I feel so good. And just like fully just being in that, and that might also allow us to drop into our body um, instantly in the space of a moment of just how do I even feel sitting here. Um, but yeah, there's so many little moments to receive and then we're kind of on the lookout for the potentially bigger ones, but we start practicing in these, in these ones that happen, like it literally could be like a hundred times a day. Mm -hmm. Does that answer your question? Yeah. Like just like receiving each sip of water. (laughs) Like, (laughs) yes. Yeah, it doesn't have to be like these big things back and forth. It's always an exchange, yeah. Well, and as we receive that, we see all these things that we are open to. We are opening um, to the the masculine is like, oh, wow, like this, this creates happiness. This creates joy and radiance. Let me, like, I just want to do that. I just want to do that over and over. Just the way that um, you want to create uh, happiness and uh, support for the women that you're creating the center for, uh, the, the, the masculine and your partner wants to see you smile and enjoy. And, you know, it's, it's as little as like that cup of water to the, the bigger experiences of, you know, Oh, I'll, I'll help find our dream house or whatever it might be. It's, but it's that receiving of care, trusting to receive care, trusting that I can lean back and I will receive care, all of these pieces. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Aww. There's so much in this. Thank you for asking that. Mm, yeah. Wow. Oh my God. And like receiving the the care and inspiration and whatever from my own self. Like about yes. myself. Like that's yes. so important to hold on to, especially in a in a nursing culture where that's not encouraged you know but it's important (laughs) like we gotta appreciate ourselves yes i love all the ways that you're feeling into this for sure so with that um are there any other there's so much i feel like this could be like we could just go into this whole i feel like we just really scratched the surface of this um (laughs) (laughs) um And is there um, something, just anything else right now, right here, as we're at the end of our time and just like with such an incredible, deep experience that I'm so grateful to you for, is there anything else that's kind of just like, wait, this other thing? No, it's all here. Mm. Thank you so much. I'm so grateful you're here. Oh, you're so welcome and thank you. And I'm literally, I'm so in awe. I'm so in awe of you and your power and your vision and your strength and your softness. Just, I, I'm so grateful to know that you're out there in the world doing this, devoting your life to this. And also I'm envisioning you receiving at the highest capacity from your beloved and um, yeah, like just softening in and having that be your, your place to just completely melt and, um, go in this dichotomy of like this vision holding and creation and this place where you just get to melt and be, and just thank you for who you are. Oh, wow. Thank you. Thank you. All right, love. I'm so like ah, infinite hugs. And I hope you have an amazing rest of your day. And I will be just sending you love on your six month journey here coming up. And I'm just, yeah, I'm really proud of you, as I want to say that. And just really looking forward to seeing, seeing you in the birthing center. I already do. And seeing you there in 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 the flesh as they say Mm. wow i really appreciate that Mm. you you're so welcome um i'm gonna send you the recording of this and the transcript uh as well of this by tonight so you have that if you'd like and um yeah i hope you have such a good day Thanks, Yay. Bye. <laughs> Yay. Bye for now. My heart is so aflutter with these amazing conversations, amazing coaching calls, infinite deep gratitude to the women who are participating in these experiences and really just barring their soul to the world 
to show you the experience of living their visions, uh, creating their visions into reality, and navigating all these pieces that are part of the journey. As we wrap up here, I have two invitations for you. One of them is to book a coaching call just like this for yourself. There is a link in the show notes to my calendar where you can book in a one-hour coaching session with me so that we can go into every place and everywhere that you need support, whether it's to clear overwhelm, create a launch strategy, uh, work on sales or money mindset, channel through the grounding energy of living your vision, all of this and more gets to happen on a coaching call together. And I invite you to that. You can go to the link in the comments to receive that. And also want to share with you about the place where I purchase all my lawyer drafted templates and agreements that I use either in a group uh, group coaching program or the private one-on-one -on -one longer term coaching that I do. So for virtually everything that we do together, other than actually the single session that you can book with me, um, for everything else, there is going to be a terms of purchase kind of button that you would click, which is very common for purchases that we make or an actual agreement that we get to uh, virtually sign in a very simple way just by doing a couple clicks. And this is something that I I want to speak to you about and I highly recommend that you integrate into your practice if you don't have it, just because of the clarity that it brings to your containers. So for example, if you don't have any agreements at all, whether for your group containers or for your uh, coaching practice, your private coaching practice, either, either you don't have them or you just kind of copied something from Google and kind of patched it together, or maybe you're using something that you received as an agreement one time and you just kind of figured, well, I'll just copy paste this and I'll start using this. Um, each of these things uh, leaves, leaves you in an unoptimal position. So because what we want to do is actually have a legal document, which is why these particular templates are created by an actual lawyer. So what we do is we get this template and what that means is that we purchase it once and then we use it for any offering that we put out that's a similar offering as the template is created for. So personally, I have the one-on-one -on -one coaching template and then the group program template. And then I will tailor these to the specifics of the program. So you go in and you edit some of the deliverables and the pricing. Um, and the details in that, and then you share that with your people as they enroll. And this creates clarity, really just clarity for the person to say, hey, yes, this is very outlined what I'm receiving. And it creates clarity for you that you have shared all the specifics and there's no surprises, there's no disappointment, there's, no, there's nothing like, hey, I thought this was going to happen, but now it's not. You're also um, not chasing people down for certain things because there's been a clear agreement. And it also just uplevels the energy of your containers. Um, just, you know, when I include this um, in my offerings and I, I'll put that terms of purchase on a group program, it just brings, just kind of rounds things out, rounds things out, creates a clear energy. So 
I'm going to share with you in the show notes the place where I have purchased all my templates and also include a 10% discount code for you to use on this little business investment. It's a little bit of an investment. Um, That said, it's a one-time investment and then you use it from there on. And I'm sending you so much love and so much gratitude for listening in on the podcast, for being here with me, for being a listener of the Blissful Business Podcast. And it is just my prayer and my vision that you are having an amazing life, an amazing day. I'm just sending you my heart, sending you my gratitude. Um, just if I was there beside you, I would just smile at you and hug you and just, oh, I'm so glad that here we are connected in this way across the world. And I just am sending you all the best.